sense that um, there's so many people uh, out there, especially on the Central Coast, that maybe got saved, started to come to church, and really found a slippery, slippery slope, I guess, uh, out of the church and out of the things of God. And I think there's one key, key reason for that, and it's this, the Holy Spirit. Because when you are introduced to the Holy Spirit, it's that empowerment that allows you to live the life, to get up off the floor. And man, I'm, I was just having some great imagery through that. Like, there's a, there's a word we use in the Bible, prostrate, where you're actually uh, laying prostrate because maybe of oppression or depression or stuff, and you're trying to get yourself back into life. Uh, you're trying to get back. And, and of course, even when you get up, the Bible's very explicit by saying there is resistance on this planet, which is the culture we live in and the fallenness of this planet. And so we think when we get saved, it's easy street. Well, it's not, but it's absolutely brilliant because the Bible says Jesus has overcome all these things that oppose us. And in fact, we can, we can cut through the culture that resists. Did you notice the word resist? And the things that resist you to live your best life, you can actually cut through those and walk through that gale force and find your promised land, your best life. Am I speaking to someone? Because a lot of people pull up vastly short of stepping into their best life which is the Spirit-filled, Holy Spirit-inspired adventure of life. And I'm not saying about your life being pulled out of this world, but now you're going to uni, now you're going to school, now you're doing life, but you are in this whole deal of being empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a witness. One of the key things about being Holy Spirit-filled is that you be a witness to your friends and family and not fall, fall and succumb to the culture of this world. You know, drinking and stuff and stuff. You, know, you don't have to do that. You, you can live above that and you can live different. It's a new life that God has given you through Jesus. Is this right? It's actually a brand new life that Jesus has given you. That can be optimized... You can be fully optimized with gifts, abilities, hearing God, knowing God, walking with the Spirit, and walking out your days in an extraordinary life, not boxed in by the confinement of your own shortfallings, but you are actually empowered to live a most extraordinary life, which affects your marriage, your work, your, your, your whole life, your emotions. And so now, when you understand that, which is probably the greatest revelation you can get after you get saved, thank you, Jesus, I'm saved. I'm on the right side now. Thank you. But now you've got, to get, you've got to get empowered real quick. And I just sense this message tonight is about that. It's enticing you. I think heaven, in fact, is compelling the church to get back to the empowerment of God. Am I speaking to someone tonight? I mean, we can do cute church, and we did this for years when we got into this building. Let's be cute. Let's be seeker-sensitive. And, and, man, the power just went out of it, man. 
And the people started to fall away because there's no power. Families start, you know, and whatever. But, you know, we've got to get on fire now, today. And I just love that worship because that is about finding an opportunity to be empowered. That's your perfect moment to be standing in the church and saying, Holy Spirit, fill me. Revive me. I receive you now. What did you say, Holy Spirit? Thank you. Right, I'll do with that. I'll deal with that. And, you know, you've got to get acquainted with the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who's in charge of the spiritual, the supernatural realm on this planet. There was, a, you know, a story of Jesse DePlantis going to heaven. And he met these great men of God and he said, well, where's the Holy Spirit? And they laughed at him. He said, you're kidding? The Holy Spirit's on the planet. It's been left there. It's on the planet. Jesus wants the Holy Spirit here now to empower you, to befriend you, to walk alongside you, to enable you to live the extraordinary life. Am I, is that what you want? Holy Spirit, no. I'd rather do just do just a nice version of being a Christian. I certainly don't want to be prompted by the Holy Spirit. I certainly don't want to be you know, doing things outside of the box. I've got my life under control. I know what I'm doing. Thank you. But no, if you dare to believe, if you dare to get off the ground, off the floor, if you dare to come outside the box and live this mad adventure, wild adventure for God, man, you're running into people, you're witnessing to people, you're laying hands on the sick, you're you're getting boldness to do crazy stuff. And this is the adventure that God wants us to live. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the Holy Spirit right beside you. Speaking to you, that person, they're ready. Your friend who's struggling, they're ready. You, me, I can't. No, I'll, I'll help you. Go, go, now, now, do it. And you, you walk into that situation and you find yourself flowing in God. You know the most beautiful thing about being a Christian is flowing in God. And, you know, He can use you in extraordinary ways. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be obedient. But I'm not perfect. no. You just have to be willing and obedient. Do you know what I'm saying? Can someone say amen or something? You guys are quiet. I mentioned some stories this morning about Bill Johnson and Jesus Culture Music. You've all heard of that, haven't you? And, and you know what's happening around the Bill Johnson ministry. Signs and wonders and miracles. And, and I believe it's all about their integrity to God and God smiling on their ministry and smiling on the people, and even the Bible college students go out during the, you know, during the week, and they witness down at the mall, in the car park, whatever, and they are seeing people heal. Who's into that? Who wants to lay hands on the sick? Who wants to believe for divine intervention upon a struggling marriage, a, a person that's downbeat, a person that's struggling with sickness? Who wants that? Or do you just let it go by? Just say, well, boy, oh boy, I wish they'd come to church. No, he wants to use you as an agent of change. An agent of change in the 24-7. But you've got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. I believe you'll struggle to read your Bible without the Holy Spirit. I believe you'll struggle to even pray without the Holy Spirit. I even believe there's people struggling all over the coast to come to church because they don't have the Holy Spirit in their life. Because this is all great for a while, but the novelty wears off. You know, it's all good, it's all happening and... But you know what? You will struggle as a believer because we're in a spiritual war. Amen? And the only way you can cut through this life and oppose that spiritual war that's against you is in the Holy Spirit. Say amen to that. 
You need the Holy Spirit. Am I, am I making that clear? So this great man of God, he says, Scriptures challenge us to grow deeper in our walk with Jesus. The Spirit opens our eyes, and I can't go too long tonight. I'd love to get this message across, but our time is gone. But can I just get a little bit of it through? And uh, Scriptures challenge us, he says, us to grow deeper. And this is what God's saying right now. So this church likes to be a little bit prophetic. Uh, What does that mean? That means we're trying to speak the heart of God for now. What is God saying now? So the Logos word is what the guys do at Bible college, is studying the word. And, but, but the rhema word, the, what the word is being spoken of now, the prophetic word, is, I believe, so important to the church. I believe the church is built on the apostle and the prophetic, the prophet. Amen? So I'm just allowing myself some liberty tonight to speak the heart of God, which is heaven, I believe, speaking to all of us, the youth, the SG, the Yars, the young adults, and what a sensational night you had the other night, I believe. Praise God for that. If you want to sit on beanbags and uh, do picnic rugs and uh, have unplugged church, more power to that. Praise God. And that's what they had Thursday. And Yars is going off. I mean, the SG's going off. And, and I just see so much potential in those young people that are serious. You've got 150 on the database, and there's 75 to 80 of those young people coming every Friday, Garth, and you are deliberately discipling them. And they are being empowered to live their best life, meaning some of them are wanting to go to Bible college now. Some of them are wanting to do well at school. Praise God. You know, I was terrible at school. I really flunked school really badly, actually. But you know what? I got saved and I got empowered by the Holy Spirit and went back to school in, uh, I think it was the 80s or, or the 90s, in the 90s. And because I had the Holy Spirit, man, I was a, I was a half-decent student. Man, I was dull at school without the Holy Ghost. But with the Holy Spirit, God had given me remembrance. I had memory now. I could articulate myself. I could... Man, you need the Holy Ghost for living. Am I... You know, you need, this will help you in every area of your life. So he says this. Scripture challenges us to grow deeper in our walk with Jesus. The Spirit opens our eyes to God's passion of getting you away from the ordinary. Say Ordinary. And into the extraordinary. Say extraordinary. And he says, prepare to be challenged. Another great man says, every human longs to live an extraordinary life. We crave to soar like the mighty eagle. We often accept walking among the chickens as our ultimate fate in life. There is an extraordinary individual that resides in all of us for, to impact people in life. Another great guy says, God wants us to grasp the meaning of John 10.10. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The extraordinary message digs into the word to show what it looks like to please God and use the talents he has given us. The Holy Spirit is drawing us to the edge. And I believe right now tonight, God is drawing us to the edge of this deep place in God. Do you know what I'm saying? I believe he's doing it worldwide and he's doing it in this house. And if you want it, you just come and, and bring your togs, bring your costumes and come into that place because we don't do this all the time. Um, God wants us to live life to the fullest and experience the joy of serving Christ with passion. Bring your heart to church. Look after your heart. Bring your heart. Men, your heart is so important. And I gave a men's message last week where I said, Men are so bored with church. They come without their heart. They've become domesticated. And you're born to be wild. (laughs) You're wild at heart. (laughs) Men, you're warriors. You're fighters. 
you're, you're aggressive by nature. And men get all sensible, well-mannered. I don't want Mr. Well-mannered. I want the warrior in you to come to church and pray and defend our families. I want you to serve in the house with, with gusto and passion. And I talked about the men's hearts scurrying away into the, up into the hills, wounded from life and stuff. And we've got to get our heart back, men. And we've got to stand up and be the men of the house. That's the men's message for you. Amen? Another man says, the extraordinary message is a timely, timely uh, subject because if we are going to accomplish all that God has planned for his, this generation, we need to know that God desires, us, desires so much for us. We need to discover through the scriptures the extraordinary life. And I don't think these guys are going to do this one because I've mixed up this, this message tonight. But he says this, John Bevere says, I see a generation comprised of all ages, thank God inclusive of men and women, awakening to the extraordinary qualities hidden within. The power to accomplish remarkable feats and live an exceptional life is not defined by an individual's family, education or occupation. It's a disposition of the heart. Say disposition of the heart. (laughs) Unless it's suppressed, there is an innate desire to rise above the norm. Who's a bit like me? Who wants to be a superhero in Christ? Who wants to make a difference in Christ? Who's a bit like me? Or you just want to mind your own business and be nice and well-mannered. Well, that's exactly what you didn't get saved for. You got saved to be an agent of change, a messenger of hope, to be bold with a witness in God. Amen? God wants you to come outside the confinement of even your own personality and your comfort zone and be bold at times. Not all the time. He doesn't want you to make an, be an extrovert all the time. But you must be bold at times. And you must stand in Christ even despite, as the woman here I prayed for, not you guys, but a young girl who's studying some... <laughs> Sorry, guys, I really blew that, a didn't young I? <laughs> a young, okay, let's get that. And, okay, <laughs> a young girl who's studying some major studies... And she says, I'm going to stand up and I've got to do an assignment. I'm going to be judged. Every time that happens, I get fear, the fear of man. I don't know what it is. And she's been saved a while. And I said, well, that's got to go, the fear of man, because the Holy Spirit allows you to be a witness. One of the key things the Holy Spirit allows you to do is be a witness, not just speak in tongues. Jack Hayford says one of the worst things we probably did as a Pentecostal church was by saying that you have to speak in tongues if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now he says the first thing that should happen in your life when you're filled with the Holy Ghost is that you should be able to love. Love people. Love God. But love people. Love those ones you don't want to love, but you just compel because God's in you to love them. Amen? you love that? And so I said to this young girl, I said, we need to pray and we just bind that, that fear of man. And listen, sis, you've got to learn to deal with those situations and uh, because that is part of your ministry of growing up and being a witness even in the public sphere, in the public realm. So if, as you deal with that, and listen, students, as you deal with standing up and doing uh, recitals, because you're, you're doing down at Wesley, aren't you? And uh, singing, isn't it? Gee, you look like, just like. Yeah, right. And um, I'm just saying, use these opportunities to... Be trained up and equipped. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you can stand, even right now as I'm standing here, but I'm standing here not my natural self because I'm shy. My natural self is shy and it's a little bit pulled back. And I even have a hard time even 
being sociable. Some people know that. But now, I'm in the Holy Spirit, amen? I'm empowered by God. I'm going public for Jesus. I'm floating my shares for Jesus and saying, you want in? Here it is. God. He's got the best shares going. And I'm willing to go public for that. But that's the Holy Spirit within me. Amen? That's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit within me. That's in me, strengthening me, infusing me, clearing out that soulish stuff that would try and make me self-conscious and know I'm standing in God conscience. I'm standing in the anointing. I'm standing with boldness. And it's all right to do that. Shouldn't we be sheepish? Shouldn't we be shy? Shouldn't we be well-mannered? No! We stand with a confidence in Christ. Do you know what I'm saying? Is this helping someone? (laughs) That's good. I love this. All right. Let me get you a scripture. (laughs) 1 Corinthians (laughs) 2.9. The disposition of heart has said that. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined. 1 Corinthians 2.9 in the NLT says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined. Your mind hasn't even imagined. Your, your ear hasn't heard, your eye hasn't seen what God wants to do through, through your life, the extraordinary version of your life. Not the ordinary version. So, Pastor Phil, how do I see that? What do I do to see that? Glad you asked. Verse 10, but we know these things because God has revealed them to by His Spirit, capital S, His Holy Spirit. So if you want to know the upsized version of your life, the more dramatic version, if you want to know the extraordinary version of your life, guys, get to know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will illuminate and will reveal and you'll start to see with your mind's eye what God has for you in your giftedness, in your ultimate destiny, and what He has for you. The Holy Spirit will do that. If you want that, you can have it, but you have to befriend the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come here. Just stand up, sis. Stand up, Haley. Another Bible college student. Holy Spirit, look, I'm just a bit bored with life. Look, uh, you know, I'm 19 already, but I've lived a bit of life. I've even been to 18. I'm 19. No, you're the Holy Spirit. I'm the Holy... You're the Holy Spirit. I'm 19. Alright? Are you trying to teach me and counsel me? Holy Spirit. Man, I'm 19. I've been to a bunch of church. Went with my family and, uh, you know, even went as a teenager. And look, I've been to uni and... Look, to be honest, I'm not sure if I even want to go back to church. I'm not even sure if I even want to read my Bible. I'm not even sure if I believe in the ultimate plan of God for my life. So, Holy Spirit, I'm sort of asking you, um, because you're the comforter and the counselor, you're the, it says the paraclete, the one that comes alongside me, to help me realize, what have you got in front of me? Why am I even on the Central Coast? And why do I even go to C3 Tugram? Maybe why do I even go to SG Youth? Help, help me, Holy Spirit. I, I'm a bit vague because I've watched a bunch of TV this week. I've got some friends that are in the world. They love to party and they're telling me stuff. And I've read all these secular books, secular books, secular books. And, 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 and I'm starting to think, man, do I even need God? It's a bit complicated. I'm supposed to be in a spiritual battle and I've got a work to do and I've got to be an example. I've got to be a testimony. I'm not sure if I even want to do that. I want to live an ordinary life. I don't want to live an exceptional you know, out-of-the-box, extraordinary life. 
Holy Spirit, although I'm having a bit of a winch, but can you, can you help me, you know, you know, what's the deal here? She's going to have something too. I think she's got something for, I think the Holy Spirit's got something. Yeah, is that right? What? Yeah? It's full on. I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, I can hear you. It's all right. You don't have to say. But you know what? It's the Holy Spirit's position to be able to communicate with me when the Holy Spirit wants to. You're just waiting on God. I like that. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, we need to, we need to get him involved. We do, yeah. Uh, so, Holy Spirit, look, what do you think? Do, you know, do you reckon I should give it another shot? Do you reckon I should? Do you reckon I should maybe pick up the Bible? Maybe there's something in there. Maybe I should pray. Maybe I should go to this prayer meeting that these guys have got. Do you reckon I should do that? Yeah? Okay. Thanks, Holy Spirit. That's good enough. Hallelujah. But we know these things because God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. Ephesians 3, 9 to verse 10. Not too much longer because I think, I think I've basically given something. But I love this. It's in the message. My task is to bring out in the open and make plain what God created all, all this in the first place has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. I'll just read that again. This, this is amazing. My task, this is, a, this is Paul who realizes the big picture of God. This is the Apostle Paul who's saying, I understand the reason for the church. I understand the reason for people getting saved. I understand the plight of humanity. I understand the situation we're in, the tension, as that song said, the tension we're in between a fallen world and the kingdom of God. And Paul says it so magnificently through the Bible. And he says it like this, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9 to 10. My task is to bring out in the open and make plain what God, who created all this in the first place, has been doing in secret and behind the scenes all along. Don't you love that? through followers of Jesus, like yourselves, gathered in churches, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. Do you imagine that there are some angels? I mean, I reckon, Jules, there's some angels talking about our worship tonight. Absolutely. Jamie wrote that song this afternoon. Get out of here. That's, that's, sing a new song to the Lord. I love that. And there's something on that. And I believe the angels are talking about, for me, I really believe it, the angels are talking about C3 Church Tugra right now. They're saying, man, these guys are up to something. We went through a season where our corporate prayer was pretty sad. And for about three months now, we've got seven prayer meetings going through the week. And I think we've got the attention of those angels. And those angels in heaven are saying, guess what, guys? Let's pay some more attention to C3. They're getting back to the game plan of praying, of believing. Yeah. And so these angels are going, man, check these guys out. You know, look at these guys go. Look at them now. Wow, they're growing. Two, three new families this morning. And, and, and the place is starting to really set a new pace, I believe, Garth. Don't you think? There's a new momentum. There's a new pace. And Ian Zerner came Wednesday night and it just wonderfully revealed his heart and the 
what it means to, to grow up in God and the challenges therein and to find yourself in a place where the convergence of God's blessings come upon your life. And we've been through struggles. Have you? Have you been through struggles? You get saved and stuff and stuff and you go through these levels and, and stay with it, guys, because I believe C3 Church Tugger is on the brink of its best days yet. I believe that there's a converging of the promises and all the prayer that has gone up and all that we've sown and all the people that have given and all that and plus and the promises and the inheritance and our sovereign will of God for this place and it's converging on this place at this hour and if you want in, if you want it, if you love it, if you can, oh God, if you're passionate for it, we're going to see people come out of the woodwork. We're going to see the prodigals come. And we're going to say, I can feel God through these people. They inspire me. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. You are empowered with the Holy Spirit to be a witness. That's Jesus culture, guys. I saw them down in Sydney. Saw them down at, what's the name of that church? Spring. Day Spring. And I saw those guys. And man, they are scary holy. They are radiating holiness. They're, they're all of 20-something. And I look at them, I go, oh my God, this is real. God is real. God is on them. God is shining through them. And they laid hands on us at this conference. And I'm telling you what, the purity, the purity that fl- flowed through their, through their life, through their spoken word. I mean, please, pray for me. I need that. Pray for me. These guys are getting it and got it. Listen, guys, God's moving all over the planet. There's an invasion of spirit-filled people in colleges, universities, in the marketplace, and they are rising through spirit-filled, empowered churches. C3 is that movement that believe in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Believes in leadership, the empowerment of the Spirit, the, the arts. Praise God. It's no accident that, that Neil Joseph's part of this house. Somehow, there's a, there's a collision. Somehow, there's a convergence of all that God had in store for us years ago. And we just had to be obedient with the little. And now I believe God is saying, C3 Church Tugra, get ready for more. More of the children of the desert woman than the one who has a husband. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for I am about to bless you with more. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? Let's all stand. God bless you. Jesus said, don't do anything until you receive power. Don't do anything until you receive power from on high. Just stand there and listen. Just listen to God for a moment. Holy Spirit, right now, we've got a few short moments. I I just want to explain something to the visitors that have been in the house tonight. Some people are making decisions to join us. We had a great house this morning full of people. People are asking me, What's this church believe in? Well, we believe in a vision. We believe in Jesus. We believe in the gospel. But we believe these are the days. These are the days that God is raising up the church. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's all hands on deck. Heaven. Heaven is announcing to us. Come up out of the ordinary. Stop scratching around with the chickens and come up higher. 
and live your best life. Ascend the hill of the Lord. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Those with clean hands. What does that mean? Clean hands. Get rid of your sin. When you get rid of your sin, you can be filled more with the Holy Spirit. You are a glass. You are a vessel designed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You get rid of all that trash. You get rid of all that stuff. And you can be filled with living Holy Spirit. And God wants to pour you out upon the needs of a broken world. He wants to pour you out as a drink offering to your friends and family. Supernatural. Something in the water. Something in the water. There's something in the water. And as you pour out that one statement, that one scripture, as you pour out that love, something in the water is going to change their life forever. And that something in the water can be inside you. It's the Holy Spirit inside you. You've got to get rid of the clutter. You've got to get rid of the stuff. You've got to get rid of the pollution. You can be a clean glass and be filled with living water. When you get filled with living water, some people are cracked. They can't hold the water. You fill them and they runneth over. But I'm telling you, God's going to heal you of that crackness. He's going to heal you of the woundedness. He's going to heal you of of the stuff of life, the traumas of life. And He's going to fill you again. He's going to fill you again. But then you've got to ask to be filled. How much more would God give you the Holy Spirit if you, as evil, would give good gifts to your children, the Bible says? How much more would Father God give us the Holy Spirit if we asked tonight, right now, would you do that right now? Would you do it right now? Holy Spirit, that's what the Bible says. How much more would God the Father give us the Holy Spirit if we ask right now? And so we want to do that right now. Holy Spirit, firstly we're going to do this. Father God, forgive me. Let's all say this prayer together. Father God, I believe in your son Jesus. I believe you walked the earth, performed miracles, died on the cross for my sin. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sin. Wash me clean. Set me free. I turn my back on darkness and I look to Jesus Christ as the truth, the life, the way and the light. Jesus, right now, I need help to live this life. I'm asking for that promise that that you said in your word, Lord God. Don't do anything. Don't try to even do anything without the Holy Spirit, the promise. I'm asking from the bottom of my heart right now, would you just do that with me right now? Just say this. Dear Jesus, I'm asking from the bottom of my heart, with faith, I'm asking for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Fill me. Anoint me. Baptize me. Right now. Fill me. Baptize me. Right now, Lord. Fill me. And just see yourself being filled with the Holy Spirit. Can you see it? You're being filled right now. Right now. Right now. Billy Graham's wife says this. I'm an old lady, but I know this much. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. We must be filled. Ephesians 5.18 We must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just ask that again right now, guys. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Enable me to read my Bible. Enable me to pray. Enable me to join the church and commit to the church. Like never before, help me serve the church to enact your plans and your purposes in my lifetime. Lord, I want to serve you for all the days of my life. 
Lord, I'm asking right now for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit from head to toe that I might live an extraordinary life. Lord, I'm stepping out of the ordinary.